Hello everyone, I'm Kim Beasley and I'm the host of Creative Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome to the new year and new ideas to grow your business online. Today is a special day because it's World Introvert Day and I chose to celebrate it by inviting 14, yes, 14 of my peers who are industry leaders to share their knowledge with you. This podcast is a special compilation of each industry leader sharing a single tip, which is a snippet of the full podcast that they created. In the following weeks, the full podcast for each individual leader will be shared via this podcast. Now, I'm looking forward to you discovering all the ways you can learn from their knowledge to grow your business. Listen in, take notes, and find out how you can implement these tips in 2021. Remember, introverts unite! Let's listen in as Chelsea Brooks answers your questions. Hey fellow introverts, I'm Chelsea Brooks, published author, professional counselor, and pathfinder coach. I help forward-thinking introverts build self-trust and self-confidence to create healthy relationships and a purposeful career. My mission is to help introverts experience light bulb moments that change the way they see themselves, their abilities, and their purpose forever. Why should an entrepreneur build their business online using collaborative partnerships, and how can you find collaborative partners? Realistically, no one is a one-man show, and especially if you're a solopreneur or business owner, you'll burn out if you don't have connections, supports, or a growing network. So collaborative partnerships are mutually beneficial as they allow both of you to grow your network and get in front of a new audience. You can and should create collaborative partnerships with people from the same field, as well as with people from unrelated industries. So for those from similar fields, focus on finding people who share a similar audience, but offer a different type of service or selling proposition. So for example, if you're an introverted entrepreneur whose main focus is helping introverts through personal coaching, you can collaborate with an introverted business owner who focuses on helping businesses engage their introverted staff more effectively. Search using keywords on social media, especially LinkedIn, to find people to start connecting with. Figure out how you can support each other and reach out, even if you're not sure where it will lead. There's really a lot to be said for being a genuinely kind, helpful person. And when you reach out to others from that perspective of just truly wanting to be helpful, you'll find most people are more than willing to support you as well. Listening in to Sherilyn Decker's tips is a great way for you to get answers to questions you may have. Hi, I'm Sherilyn Decker. I help Christian women entrepreneurs turn their struggles into strength so there's no residue left and you can be successful in your business and impact the people who God has called you to reach. Have you experienced failure in your business and how did you overcome it? One of the biggest failures in my business was having a speaking opportunity cancel on me at the last minute. I had spent months preparing for and had invested thousands of dollars into speaking coaches, and they canceled on me because I didn't have enough experience. The voice inside my head began to say, you're not good enough. I overcame this by recognizing the voice was a lie, and I replaced it with the truth of God's word that my gifts and callings are irrevocable, that the calling God has given me were his purposes and his plans and they would come to pass. Then I made sure I surrounded myself with people 
who could help me build the experience that I needed. Dr. Stephanie Jones will now share her answers to questions you may have. Hi, my name is Dr. Stephanie, AKA the Hustle Mama, AKA the Digital Empire Builder, and it's my pleasure to be a part of this podcast. Have you experienced failure in your business and how did you overcome it? Oh, absolutely. I believe that falling short and missing the mark on your goals is a part of the natural process of being in business and it supports the evolution of your success in business. I've overcome a lot of hardships in my life personally. So experiencing hardships in business was nothing that ever really took me off my square. In fact, I believe that my past hardships actually made me a better businesswoman today. And for me and to me, there's no such thing as failure. It's not a part of my vernacular or my consciousness. The act of falling short, however, has built my character, has strengthened me spiritually and emotionally, and has helped give me wisdom and understanding to support my business acumen. So when you say, how did I overcome it? To me, reinventing myself, probably why the name Hustle Mama, but reinventing myself was something that I've always had to do. So every time something did not turn out the way I expected or the way I desired, I would have to pivot and rethink things, redo things, take another turn, take another path. And that is really how I've always been an overcomer. I've never let anything that has happened take me to the point where I considered it or saw it as a tragedy, but instead always an opportunity, always as a method or reason for me to grow, always as there's something bigger in the works that I just can't see that I'm just not aware of yet. And that is why, you know, little detours sometimes happen. Let's listen in as Erin Kelly answers additional questions that you may have on your mind. My name is Erin Kelly, and I am the CEO and co-founder of MemberVault. Uh, I am a lifelong introvert and highly sensitive person, um, and I also juggle my work life alongside being a mom of two young kids with another on the way, so I have to be super careful with my energy. Um, before I was the CEO of MemberVault, I was an online business manager for entrepreneurs, um, and I'm actually going to answer these questions kind of with answers for both of those businesses because there's a lot of overlap and similarities. So first question, what is a simple way uh, to market your business online and what are the steps to do it? So in my opinion, connection with your ideal client is the fastest way um, to build your business and to market it. So depending on your business model um, and ideal client, this could be you know, this can vary somewhat in action, um, but definitely think of no matter what, think of high impact. Um, so that is not going to be posting a bunch of stuff on social media. It's going to be actually talking to people. So the first thing that I would recommend um, is a podcast and having guests on your podcast that you would actually want to work with. So this was something I did as an online business manager and it worked so, so well. Um, I reached out to people to interview that I would ideally want to work with. Um, and again, this was a very high ticket uh, you know, as a service provider that was um, working in people's businesses, it was high ticket. I didn't need that many clients. And so just with the podcast, I was able to uh, fill my client roster. It worked really, really well. 
It's basically a free discovery call that people were excited to get on because it's um, marketing their business as well. And then they share it with their audiences, which is fabulous. Um, and so the other thing is to get clients, even if it has to be free or low cost to start, you know, if you're first starting out, you don't have a portfolio or you don't have any proof that you're good at what you do. Um, just start working with people for free or low cost uh, and not, you know, not forever. You know, you want to keep it, keep a cap on that. Um, but you really want to demonstrate that you are, that you're amazing at what you do. Um, so make sure that you are going above and beyond with these clients um, and really blowing their socks off. And they are going to then either hire you or refer you to like, all of the people in their audience um, and or people that they are friends with and peer uh, referrals are so, so good. Um, they convert really highly. So that to me, that's the, the biggest thing is to connect with your ideal clients. Listen in as Belinda Kendall answers questions that you may have. Hi, my name is Belinda Kendall and I'm CEO and founder of Promise Gospel Network. It is a new TV network inspiration. So I've been asked to answer a couple of questions. And the first question is, how would you explain failure? Have I ever experienced failure? I'm sorry. Have I ever experienced failure and how did I handle it? Yes. So there was a situation where I was trying to do something. Uh, I buy this whole bunch of radio stations, bunches of radio stations. And the deal fell through at the very end. I was very disappointed about it, um, very discouraged about it. But then another deal came along. We're working on that one now. But now with COVID-19, guess what? A lot of radio stations are going belly up. So sometimes things will happen and it's a good thing that it did happen. Um, it may not feel that way at that time, but you got to know there's always something bigger and better. I used to have this saying that rejection is usually God's protection. So if I would have bought these 38 radio stations, what would have happened, I'd probably have been filing bankruptcy. So when you do experience failure, you got to know there's a reason behind it. Now welcome Sharon Devonish Lead to share answers to questions that you may have. My name is Sharon Devonish Lead. I'm the founder of Netstruck PR. I'm a publicity strategist and I'm a PR consultant. And I'm here to talk to you about a couple of ideas and techniques to use to promote yourself online. So the first question, what are some marketing tactics that are easy to do when you are first starting out and how do you do them? The easiest marketing tactic for entrepreneurs, especially introverts, is use your social media platforms. You already have a Facebook page. I'm assuming you would have a Facebook page, um, Twitter, IG, TikTok, whoever you have on your platforms, reach out to them, put some content together, put a flyer, talk about on the flyer, what services you provide, that you have a business, you know, put some content out to let people know that you are an entrepreneur now and that you are actually now providing a service. Reach out to those who like your page or who like your post. Connect with them. Start networking with them. All of this now, you're, you're, you're in a comfort zone still. Once you connect with them, you start networking with them. Find out what their needs are. How your business might be able to provide a service to them. And two things are happening now. Now either you are creating a collaboration or they're going to use you for your services. 
Discover some secrets from Fifi Mason as she shares answers to questions you may be wondering about. Hi, I'm Fifi Mason. I inspire introvert entrepreneurs to build a personal brand business that's in flow with their energy and personality. As host of the Quietly Successful Summit 2020, I helped over 700 introvert entrepreneurs alongside introverted industry experts such as Mark Schaefer, Matthew Pollard and Claire Yosa. But there was a time when just the thought of hosting a summit or posting about myself on social media was terrifying. When I started as a freelance brand designer, I knew the benefits of building a personal brand and putting myself out there. But after trying all of the conventional out there marketing tactics, I still struggled to do this consistently. And the problem was I was scared to be myself and it showed. I hadn't figured out my values, discovered my purpose or found my voice. So I set out to learn everything I could to build my personal brand and attract clients in a way that is authentic to me, an introvert. Everything I've learned, I've put into practice and I now feel more focused, more prepared and less afraid to show up. And my mission has become inspiring other introvert business owners to find their own way. Let's listen in as Sophie Morris shares some really great answers to questions that you may be wondering about. Hi, my name is Sophie Morris, and I am an introvert coach and creator of the Quiet Coaching System at Quietosophy. I work with quiet professionals and business owners, helping them deal with stress and overwhelm so that they can cut through the noise to be heard. Today, I'm going to be answering three questions for Kim's podcast. First question, how do you develop a why for your business? This is a great question and so important. The why is literally what gets you up in the morning and is the reason that you keep going, even if you're having a tough day and things aren't going to plan. So do take time to consider it and get it right. Make a list of your knowledge, skills and experience, both formal and informal. Then make a list of your passions. Thirdly, think about ways you can help others. There are likely to be many things on this list, not all of which get you excited. Concentrate on the ones that you do really like and enjoy, plus that you're skilled at. It's no use going into business doing something you love but are rubbish at. Your why is the intersection of your knowledge, skills, experience and passions, plus how you can use them to help others. For me, the missing part of this puzzle was realising that introversion was key to all these elements. Once this was clear, everything else fell into place. And Quietosophy was born. Let's discover some really cool tips from Joanna Rawbone. Hi, I'm Joanna Rawbone, founder of Flourishing Introverts and Scintillo Limited. I want to start by saying that my expertise through Flourishing Introverts is about enabling introverts to reach their potential by identifying and owning their strengths authentically. It isn't about helping entrepreneurs build their businesses. So I'll be approaching these questions from a different angle than some of the other business experts you'll hear from on this World Introvert Day special. The first question that I'm addressing is why playing to your real strengths is the answer. Most of us have spent years being told to be different. Speak up more, get out of your comfort zone, push yourself forward, etc. 
I'm sure you'll have heard some of those in the past. But you know, if you're running your own business, it's so important that you're playing to your real strengths. And remember, your strengths are the things that you're both good at and that light you up. They literally strengthen you. And because it's your own business, you can create your role to take opportunity of your unrealized strengths too. The strengths that perhaps traditional roles don't encompass. And if there are things to do in your business that aren't your strengths, they're the things that you outsource to other people. Using your real strengths will help you build a business that is sustainable, fulfilling and fun. I revisit my strengths every year using a beautiful process in order to ensure that I'm playing my biggest game. Let's discover some top tips from Dr. Simon Raybould. Hello, I'm Dr. Simon Raybould. I'm a presentations trainer and professional speaker. I've worked with one-man bands all the way up to multinationals such as Dell. I'm based in the UK and my website is presentationgenius.info. I have to say, not very modest. So the first three questions I want to tackle with you today are, when is it a good idea to create a website and social media profiles? And then very briefly, I'm going to look at what are some of the marketing tactics that are easy to do when you're first starting out. And then finally, I'm going to get into the how do you develop a why for your business. So then let's move on. Let's get going. Let's take those one at a time. The first question is, when is it a good idea to create a website and social media profiles for your uh, as, as you build business? And the answer is as soon as possible. Why? Because, well, rule number one, practice. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You're going to suck at it when you start out. Rule number two, it takes a long time for anybody to notice you. It takes a long time for Google to notice you. It takes a long time to build an audience on, online and so on. And certainly it takes a long time to build a large audience online. So yeah, I know there are exceptions to those rules, but they are exceptions to the rule. For most of us, it's going to take a long time. So you need to be doing this from day one so that by the time you need that audience, by the time you need that social online profile presence, it's been built. There's that old saying, isn't there, about the, the best time to build a tr to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So plant your tree. Start your social media work as soon as you can, if you can, 20 years ago. Susanna Ray will share her answers to questions that you may have on your mind also. Hi, I'm Susanna Ray, an online business mentor for service-based introvert entrepreneurs looking to elevate their business the introvert way, using strategies and frameworks that really bring across your message to your people. When is it a good idea to create a website and social media profiles as you build your business? So I always think it's a great time to start your online presence right at the beginning. If you haven't, it's not the end of the world, but really you just learn so much by doing. And there's so many tricks to learn with these building a website, with creating social media profiles, that if you wait until you think, right, now I'm ready to really hit and go with it to the world, then it's too late, to be honest, because you've then got a huge learning curve ahead of you. 
And the joy of online tools is that you can adapt and change and refine on a regular basis as you clarify your message and understand your audience better. Let's listen in as Malika Simmons shares answers to your questions. Hey, world changers. I'm Malika Simmons, CEO of Momentology Media. Question one, what are some marketing tactics that are easy to do when you first start and how do you do it? Well, number one, updating your LinkedIn profile with three major items, what you do, who you do it for, and how they can reach you is really important. And it's really simple. And you can get kind of stuck in the, what should I say, or am I saying too much or not enough? I would encourage you to just look at those three things. What do you do, who you do it for, and how they can reach you. That starts the engagement process. And then start engaging where your potential clients are. So they may be on LinkedIn, they may be on Facebook, or they may be on other social platforms. But start answering questions. This is what is known by, you know, giving value, right? You should be sprinkling value like magic beans so that these seeds grow in different places and people understand what your expertise is and how you can solve their problem. These are some really easy ways to get started when you don't really know what to do. And also, when you start to engage with potential clients and you start to post things of value, they'll respond. They may like, you know, they might send you a message. And when they do that, that's the time, that's an invitation to have a deeper conversation. You could say something like, hey, what about what I posted resonated with you? And start conversations. Organic growth can be very powerful. It just takes a little bit of time and nurturing. Let's listen in as Geraldine B. Thomas shares answers to your questions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 2021. My name is Geraldine B. Thomas. I am the founder of Smart Women Partner and Grow Rich, and I am an introvert. What are some marketing tactics that are easy to do when you're first starting out? And how do you do them? When I first started out, I selected LinkedIn as my marketing playground. I joined groups where I knew my target audience would hang out. Instead of just jumping in and posting stuff, I took a few days to see what others were posting and to see how the most popular members were getting attention. And the thing that caught my eye was when they posted, I was drawn in by their headline. I was like, oh my God, that is so easy to do. Just change your headline to market your business. That way you get around those little rules that says, hey, you can't market your business, but you can do it with your headline. So I went in, tweaked it a bit, came back on in, and I started to share resources because I am a resource. That's my thing. I help women. So I shared the latest stat on women in business, LinkedIn, selling, whatever it was. Also promoted what other people were doing. Even though you're not supposed to share that you're giving a conference and might need speakers, you can share that a friend is giving a conference and needs speakers. It's perfect. So it's a win-win. You become a resource. I also give complimentary online networking events that allow female LinkedIn members to share the most pertinent info about their business. Hey, we're on social media to talk about our business. If you can't
can't talk about them in groups, then hey, create something that gives your audience a chance to talk about themselves and to keep you know everything in check because you just don't want them coming in and being all salesy. Craft the discussion topics, and that's what I did. My guests are allowed to share information about their ideal client, who they're looking to collaborate with, their top three products and services, along with how to utilize them to their advantage, and more. And it gives me the chance to gather business intelligence so I can send those women that meet my business criteria FAQ about how they can use my business to their advantage to grow their female client base by collaborating using LinkedIn. And it's win-win because they are able to meet new women who can open business doors for them. They can, you know, find out about a person's latest sale or whatever, and they need that product or service, and they're going to grab that. Or they can see that, oh my God, she's looking to partner with someone like me. I need to reach out. So it's win-win for everyone all around. Hi, everyone. Now let's listen in as Sydney Thomas shares answers to questions you might have on your mind. Good morning, Kim. It's Sydney Thomas from Retirement Divas. Thanks again for the opportunity to participate in your podcast. Here goes. Question. How do you develop a why for your business? Developing my why for starting my business was simple. I had a pressing source of stress, and the more I searched for resources to help, the more stressful I became, because the conventional solutions to my challenge just weren't working for me. As I started sharing my frustrations with other women, I realized that there were lots of women dealing with the exact same issue and the same frustrations. So, since I couldn't find an acceptable solution, I decided to come up with one, and that's how the idea for my business was born. Sharing my story from realizing I had a problem to coming up with a solution that solved it is the why that attracts women to my work. Thank you everyone for listening in to this special compilation podcast. I'm very thankful to all the industry leaders, all 14 of them who helped by sharing their knowledge and keep an eye out because in coming weeks you'll get the full podcast for each one of the leaders who shared during this special compilation and once again let's celebrate world introvert day and thank you again for listening to creative introvert entrepreneur podcast i'm the host kim beasley